It is true that roller skating provides an ecstatic experience. It gives you an incredibly pleasant experience. But this pleasure is not the pleasure that you get from a bottle of beer, or that you get from watching even a good television show. The pleasure you get from roller skating is being tuned in. You're turned on to your own nervous system. You're turned on to your own body. You're turned on to the incredible wisdom which lies inside every cell in your body. It's the ecstasy. <laughs> um, welcome to the very first episode of Drop In Podcast. I'm here with my very dear friend, Sam, um, whose pronouns are she, her. And I'm here with Sugu, whose pronouns are also she, her. And I am very nervous. How about you, Sam? I'm a bit nervous too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you want to explain a little bit what we're going to be talking about and what we're going to do in this podcast? Sure. So Drop In is a roller skating podcast hosted by Chuff Skates, which is a brand that we both work for. Um, we'll be inviting guests to talk to us about all things roller skating so we yeah. wanted to start this podcast, I guess, to create more roller skating content, mm-hmm. um, long form content that really gets into conversation with some roller skaters that we respect and admire. And we hope that you'll enjoy the conversations as much as we do. Yeah. So for those who don't know Chuff Skates, um, it's a roller skating brand um, born in Australia, which is where we both live. I'm Spanish, though. So excuse my accent and my struggle to pronounce some words. <laughs> if you want to know more about the brand or about our podcast so you can hear when the new episodes are launching, you can follow Chuff Skates on Instagram. Yep. And also please subscribe to our Spotify channel. Hopefully one day we're going to be number one, some big Joe Rogan in all the lists. <laughs> Help us beat Joe, please. Yeah. Help us beat Joe. <laughs> pretty tired my body feels really tired today has as yours yeah I'm pretty tired too so we had a big day of skating yesterday which was really awesome we haven't skated together for quite a while uh like a lot of other people both Sugo and I have been in a very long lockdown mm-hmm. um in New South Wales so yeah yesterday was the first day we were actually able to get together skate with our first guest today, the Molotov Princess also was there. And it was really cool and really tiring. Yeah. And just bumped into lots of people, lots of new roller skaters out there. Lockdown's been so crazy. Yeah, it has. It's been really, I guess I actually live in a regional area. So I came to Sydney and it was really cool to see so many people um, on roller skates, but also kind of overwhelming after not seeing roller skaters or anyone for so long. I guess I would mostly have been skating alone for the last 14 weeks or so. I cannot relate. Skate parks in Sydney have just been the busiest they've ever been during lockdown. It's been crazy. Um, Skate parks over here did not close. Everyone was out exercising. Lots of people took on new hobbies like roller skating. So it's been very challenging actually to keep on skating during lockdown and trying to socially distance. We've Mm. had to go to just some netball courts. We're very lucky that we have this friend that makes rails plug. (laughs) Um, Follow Rainbow Rails if you don't yet. Um, He does very cool rails and curbs and 
yeah, we've just had to create our own little Does skate that parks. Mean that you got on top of your rail game during lockdown. Is uh, that what you're saying? Oh dear, don't help me for that. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, we had a, for a long time a five-kilometer travel radius. So that meant that we couldn't travel outside of five k's to go skating. Um, so it meant if you lived in a heavily populated area, there was a lot more people in the skate parks and not That's just right. roller skaters. Obviously, suddenly every mum decided that their kid was going to be some kind of wheeled sports rider. That's um, right. So where I live as well, I had that a little bit. My local, I couldn't skate my local bowl because it was just full of toddlers. So I was lucky enough to be able to find a few parks that were, were less popular where I could go and work on some things that I wanted to. I kind of enjoyed it, to be honest, yeah. because I had time to... I guess when you skate in a group, you don't have as much time to really just like focus on learning a trick. So that was yeah. cool, but I did definitely miss the social. And element. then again, like we really cannot complain. Um, I felt like being able to go to the skate park and see some friends now and then kept me sane during lockdown. Um, I know people in Melbourne weren't that lucky. Skate parks closed over there. And lots of our friends were really upset. Yeah, so, yeah, speaking of Melbourne, we have our friends from Brunny Hardcore who all live in Melbourne, except for Rose, who's now living in New Zealand, that also Auckland had a skate park shut down too. Yeah, so, that's right. Um, yeah, we definitely can't complain compared to some of our friends. Speaking of the Brunny Hardcore crew, though, how are you liking your blogs? I love I don't think it's a secret that I love the Brunny Hardcore blocks. I'm pretty much like 24-7 plugging the Brunny Hardcore blocks. They've changed my skating like in a big way because I feel like the level of stability that I get on those blocks while also getting like a way longer slide has just been like a game changer. The material they're made of, why have we not been doing blocks out of that material? That's well, been... they're injection molded, I guess, which is something that no one else is doing in blocks as far as I'm aware. Anyway, I, I could be wrong, but definitely they feel very different and yeah. very, very slidey, which is cool. Yeah. Just a reminder to everyone to be kind to small brands. <laughs> We're not Nike. I yeah. mean, I know it's hard, especially when you're coming into like a sport or something and you, you probably think things have been established for a lot longer than they are. But most of the roller skating brands are literally just run by roller skaters, often e not even full time, like just people who That's are doing right. it in their spare time, trying to reply to a million messages and just create products that are going to make skating more enjoyable. So be nice. Yeah. So our first guest for this podcast is the Molotov Princess, Anastasia Kukic. Oh my god, I don't know. We're gonna have to oh ask her. No. We should have probably <laughs> asked that before. Very embarrassing. We are new to this. We'll get better at pronouncing yeah. our guest names by episode two. Um, but but she's got a hard um surname to pronounce um because serbian background yeah she's got a serbian background she also goes by tov so it's the molotov princess tovi for friends <laughs> our little tovster who also goes by sheha and she yeah she's a pretty fairly new skater she's been probably skating park skating maybe three years yeah like half the time that i have probably and she is amazing if you don't follow her please Go and give her a follow on Instagram right now. Because you are missing out. Tov does not get enough credit for 
how far she pushes the limit of roller skating. Yeah. So let's see if we can connect with her and she can tell us more. Yeah. yeah. Um, should we do like an, an an official like entry for you? We're gonna like um do like welcome and like introduce you. Um yeah. and then we like start recording from there. I mean we're recording already, but yeah. yeah, cool. Okay. Um so welcome Tov. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank um, you for dropping in. <laughs> <laughs> um we had a little bit of an embarrassing moment where neither of us could pronounce your surname. So maybe just say your full name and introduce yourself a little bit for our listeners. Yeah. Um, so my full name is Anastasia Kukic. Um, it's of Serbian background. Um, that's why most people can't pronounce it because it doesn't have all the accents when I write it in English. But yeah, um, you'll hear Sugu and Slam call me Tov and that comes from my... Uh, nickname the Molotov princess and then it just got shortened to Tov which is which is cute yeah um also Tov's being quite humble part of the Kaya Park team yeah very hardcore shredder loves rails uh how big was the the rail that you did recently over the path like I it looked like a massive box jump to me oh the there. um the one up in up in North Sydney that was fun um it was we measured it it was 750 millimeters for the um Americansi that are going to be watching uh this Google um yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean that's super impressive to me i don't even know if i can jump that high not on roller skates so yeah if you're not following tov please go and check out some of the the stuff that she does yeah. in sugu scale that's like half a sugu yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> i i propose that we measure all rails in sugus from now on yeah. so quarter sugu half sugu if yeah. you do a full sugu rail then that, I don't know like that's next yeah, level that's true so for how long have you been skating Tov because I feel like it's not been that long yeah this this week as of as of the 25th of October marks four years on roller skates yeah four years ago I bought my first wow. pair and yeah just ha- haven't haven't stopped so what? how did it all happen how did you start skating tell us a bit about your like skate um career yeah um, so before five years ago, I was playing high level volleyball, um, in Australia and I decided to quit that because, uh, the community wasn't, wasn't for me. Um, and in that meantime, I was looking for a whole bunch of sports. I tried rock climbing. Um, I think there was like kayaking and stuff, running. I, I tried everything and I was, it just didn't really like gel. And my partner at the time um, was like, oh, I want a pair of roller skates. Let's go get some roller skates. So we went and bought some roller skates and I didn't really think much of it. I was like, ah, this will be fun. I, I've done like ice skating. I did a bit of blading in my, in my youth, like stealing some friends' pairs and that type of thing, but nothing serious. And I just, yeah, started rolling and it was really fun and I really enjoyed it. It started off as like a downhill passion where I was bombing hills in Canberra. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, the suburb I lived in had hills. So I, it was, it was inevitable that I was bombing hills, um, because to get out of the suburb or even just skate in the suburb, you were going down a hill. Um, yeah. So went from that to 
then perusing the web um, to see what else there was and came across, like everyone else did, um, Estro's roll of bones uh, street edit and um, was like, oh, I can take this to the park and went to went to um, Belcompton, uh, Belco, Belcompton represent. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's my home, home turf for roller skating. Um, and yeah, I went to that park and, uh, dropped in on that little two foot mini, um, vert, uh, not vert, um, <laughs> um, ramp there and yeah, just kept going. It was so much fun. Was, was there anyone else roller skating in that skate park when you started or did you just kind of rock up and were like, I'm going to teach myself how to do this or how, how was that part of the journey? There actually was. Um, there was, I rocked up to the skate park randomly. I was just like, let's go give it a go. Um, cause I think I was, cause the, the Belco skate park is right next to a really nice, um, uh, bicycle track along a, along a, a lake. Um, called uh, Lake Ginandera and I just probably fi- I think I finished the circuit or like half the circuit and ended up at Belco and I was like oh let's give this a go I have all like my pads and gear like if I don't like it I don't like it I don't care like I- I'm just I'm just sort of winging it and there- I was lucky that <clears throat> there was a mum and her husband who was a blader and they were teaching their son how to blade and the mum had just bought a pair of roller skates as well and had a similar experience with like the Astros um, roller bones video <clears throat> and was like, oh, my husband blades, I'll, like I'll join in. So like the whole family thing. And she had just finished skating when I got there, but her son and husband were still going and we were talking and they were like, oh, we can show you some stuff. And I was like, mind blown um, because that was like the first time I had seen um, at least blading in parks, like it wasn't like I wasn't really like watching that stuff. It wasn't in my in my like vicinity. Yeah, so <clears throat> I don't know where those three people are today, but uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they changed your exactly. Life. <laughs> yeah, they did change my life. And then the Canberra scene was quite quiet that that year that I was there it's picked up now it's it's incredibly fun now like everywhere yeah. now yeah but yeah it was super quiet I was skating with two other people in Canberra at the parks and um only one like one of them I like is still skating um yeah um she's she's still skating in Canberra and killing it um so shout out to Elise and but yeah the other guy don't know what he's up to I think he went back to SA haven't heard from him since yeah and that's sort of like been the roller skate journey until I made it to Sydney um the year after wait when did I come yeah I came to Sydney 2018 so yeah the year after yeah and then um and yeah. that's when we we all met in in 2018 yeah. I think yeah well, that's we right. met and again yeah. that was yeah. another accident <laughs> I remember meeting you and you were um skating on some really old skates that were falling apart with soft wheels and you were shredding and then you just went and told me that you've been skating for a year yeah I remember Sugu I think we had a meet up that night at this little indoor ramp that we used to skate at 
and Sugu is like, I met this roller skater who's only been skating for 12 months and she's so good. And I was like, all right, I've got to meet this person. How yeah. do I, how do I do that? Yeah. And this was at a time, like now I feel like you meet people and they're like, I've been skating for three <clears throat> minutes and I can do a Barani. But when we met Tob, it wasn't quite like that. So we, like, it was really impressive the amount that you achieved in just 12 months. And yeah, we were instant friend <laughs> so you've told us a bit about your sports history um which is super interesting to me because I personally I've never been a very sporty person um and I think it does affect people's styles if they do have a sporting background and I don't know just the like stamina or like confidence in your body that you've had from like previous sports do you think that's affected um, your skating style at all that you do have such a big sporting background um I definitely agree that like if you have a sporting background of any sport it does help you get into roller skating um because um and depending on the level of sport you're playing um because like I said I was playing really high level like I was training five times a week three games a weekend um back in the gym three days a week um minimum and um so that like there was there was a lot of strength um, background and from from that, and yeah you can definitely see that like especially like if if skaters have like gymnastics backgrounds, they you tend to like have like um a, like a set of skills that like for instance I can jump, everyone knows that that's like my my forte yeah. I can jump but that's because of volleyball and um, other people can do flips because they've had training in doing flips in other sports. Um, so I do think that, yeah, there is an advantage to it, but it's not a clear cut what the advantage is because it just really depends on the sport you played. Yeah. Cause some people just have really good stamina and can keep going because that's, they, they were just training stamina. Yeah. And it is getting more and more common. I feel these days to see skaters that haven't been skating for really long, but are amazing because they have, yeah, all the skill sets. And then there's the newest skaters that are just normal humans like me, you know, <laughs> that are like, why can't I do this? Like, I've been skating for two months and I still can't do this. Yeah, I and think it's important to remember that, like, people don't just get born and then put on a pair of skates. They have a yeah. life that came before skating that Im impacts yeah. how they skate and how strong their body is. I think, like, as Tov said, any kind of background in training your body for strength is yeah. is going to help you but it's not compulsory I mean it just it just gives you a little bit of an extra yeah. boost in certain areas um but yeah I think the, the safest thing is just don't compare yourself to anyone and That's then you'll right. never be disappointed <laughs> exactly it's your own journey <laughs> <laughs> yeah on the side we're also a motivational podcast so you know come come here for the good feels too. <laughs> um so on that like so you've told us a bit about how volleyball helped you with your skate skating. How would you describe your skate style? Like you mentioned jumping and I guess w what I'm most interested in is what's your process in skating and how do you learn these tricks that yeah, you Yeah, um, so I describe my skate style as too aggressive for my own good. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, I like I do chuck myself at stuff, but there like there is a process. There is a process to me sizing it up, and I think that's the the main thing I try and do is I will try and size it up. If I know I can jump over something, 
then I know I can jump on it. <laughs> um, so that's, that's generally, yeah, I, I like, I have like a process of like, for instance, like if I have a ledge that I can't jump over cause it's too long, I'll jump next to it to see if I get the height. Um, and then I'll try to jump onto it. Or if I, if I think I've got the height, um, like I did that rail. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just, yeah, trying to break down as many of this, like the variables as possible to check if I can do it. So, um, like at the moment, um, I haven't had a big chance in the past year because of COVID to do a lot of park skating. And so I'm only now really trying to get my half, uh, my full cabs. Um, but I struggle like to, um, do fakie rotations because uh, there's a pause in my brain every one eighty I do. So I always uh, my brain just like stops at that one eighty and it's like, oh, where where do we go now? So I, I've started like breaking it down. I can now do like a really comfortable full cab toe stop assist. And so it's just yeah, breaking down those variables so I can like help build the skill until I'm feeling more comfortable with the action. Yeah, what I was actually gonna ask is like maybe thinking of one specific trick what how long would you say that time frame can be from when you conceive of what you want to do to when you achieve it like give us an idea of of how long that can take oh i think the longest trick i've been working on uh actually the two tricks simultaneously is my soul grinds and unities on rails and that's been now a good year and a half battle um, of trying to get it. When, when I say year and a half battle, I mean clean, full rail grind. But yeah, it's just like the, these things take a while, and especially um, because, like, without that previous knowledge of like the way that like you can do it on roller skates isn't there yet. Um, so then it's an even like longer process because I'm trying to like like tease it myself. Sound All right, we'll test again. Oh, that is a lot better. Hmm. All right. So we just had some um, technical difficulties because your your Baba was on that YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> um, I was so I was just pointing out that it's really uh, interesting that you say that there's no roller skating precedent to some stuff that you do, because personally, sometimes I see you and think you have a very '90s blading style. Which was a bit the like birth <laughs> of aggressive inlining. Um, so I feel like we're going through that mm -hmm. moment in history right now of a bit the birth of aggressive roller skating. I personally don't like to call it like that, um, but it some that people call it like that. Um, there's no real better way of calling it. So yeah, and I guess for me, you you talk about that like precedent and. I guess every sport needs those pioneers. And, and so in a lot of ways, I see you as one of those pioneers. And I guess that was why it was so cool to see Kaya sponsor you this year. Um, I was just wondering if you could tell us a bit about how that happened and like what that experience has been like. Yeah. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how that happened. I think like, cause there were so many things, no, 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 <laughs> it's, it's more because there were so many different factors that could have played into it at that time. So like, like I was already wearing Kaya's like they were sharing my content um then the the few studios um ANZ are whatever I, I don't know the acronym it's too long 
um, what happened, and then <laughs> the roller skate opening yeah. thing, the the competition, competition. That, yeah, yeah, yeah um, that happened, and then I did really well in that, and for like that brief period, like it was like my Insta did blow up like quite a bit, and so, um, like there was just a lot of things happening. We were in the like midst of doing making gravy, um. Yeah, I, there was the Dog Day magazine um, uh, edition that came out that I was a part of doing the gaps. Um, so like, yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of like um, things happening at that time that that sort of like I think I don't know which one exactly was the push, but yeah, they they, they messaged me and were like, hey, we'd love to sponsor you, and I, I was I was so stoked. It was it was amazing. Um, and yeah, the the gas up I've gotten from the Australian community has been so good because we were all like finally <laughs> like we we were just waiting for this to happen everyone yeah. was like when is you know when is it gonna happen so mm. yeah congratulations again very yeah, well thank deserved. you thank you what does it mean to be part of the kaya team it's been it's been really fun um it has been a really interesting this year because of covid um and the preceding year because of covid uh, where everything is just so online. Um, the entire team dynamic is online, apart from, like, if you're in Europe. Yeah, it's, like, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed the, like, um, the communication that's coming with it and that ability to, like we were saying, set that precedent because now in, like, uh, what's the word? Cahoots with so many other skaters um, because of it. Um, and I'm able to, like, we're able to, like, gather this knowledge and share it um, a lot easier um, yeah, but because it's been online and the fact that we like Sydney's been in lockdown for so long, um, it has been interesting. Yeah, they've been super, super patient and understanding about the global pandemic issue. Yeah, it's it, it has been weird. It has been weird because sometimes I do forget that there's more happening outside of my local LGA. <laughs> yeah, like skate love just happened, for example. And I was like, oh my yeah. goodness, I look know. at all these people in Barcelona. And I think there was quite a few members of the Kai yeah. team that were in Barcelona at that time. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, what a contrast from like being locked down in Bankstown to being in Barcelona. Like, yeah, yeah. like I love my Bankstown big 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 represent there but yeah it's just it's just it's, it is really interesting like I was in that four months and I'm seeing like amazing stuff happening in Barcelona um with like uh, Montre, Ragnarol, um, Drama Mama they're all out there like doing really cool stuff and I'm like oh let's go hit that ledge for the 18th time <laughs> today <laughs> yeah totally so are you supported by anyone else other than Kaya or? Um, so yeah, Kaya is associated with um, uh, Powerslide, USD, um, and Nui, um, and like I, I'm, I'm, I'm also in connection with them through Kaya. And um, also, let's let's make this said: it is actually pronounced Kaya. Yes, not Chaya. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and so like. I am in connection with them, but because of the global pandemic um, and shipping issues, um, a lot of the stuff hasn't come or is like back ordered. So um, for me at the moment, um, they're not fussed with what gear I wear, um, other than the boots. But um, till like till once once everything gets sorted and is dealt with, then 
uh, yeah, I'll probably be rocking some Inuis. So I think something that's that's even cooler than just you being sponsored that's come out of that is a lot more visibility for trans roller skating in a mainstream platform. Um, so like, do you want to maybe tell us a little bit about your experience as a trans skater in the skate community? And, and I guess now you're a little bit more in the limelight. Has that changed um, how you interact with the community? It definitely has changed it. Like I do have a bit more bargaining power uh, when messaging um, brands to be like, hey, what are you doing for this day? Um, I remember last year uh, I did put a lot of egg on people, on brands' faces when I did ask around like, what were you doing for Trans Week of Visibility and Trans Day of Remembrance? And none of them had an answer. And so I just ended up um, creating like a list of trans skaters um, on all wheels uh, for people to just have like a, a, a master list of like the skaters that were around at that time and yeah that it ended up being used by a few different brands um, because I'd rather like these skaters get uh, greater representation but it was it was a bit sad to to have to try and push that it was it, it just felt like a little disheartening because we weren't in the public eye and I do find that yeah trans skaters tend to be at the periphery until they need until a token is needed um but but no it's been it's it's so far picking up it's getting a lot better it it's been a little awkward there's been a few trans skaters who have like uh joined the like the park and street community in the past last uh the past year who like they they don't know that element of that struggle that like I've had to push um, where I've had to be quite vocal with with brands um, and so it just um, yeah but it is getting better it is getting a lot better um, slowly um, but yeah it's also just been time consuming and like I have had so little energy this year trying to juggle work uni and skate life um, oh. and it's not your job to educate people um, yeah, it's not my job, but it's but it's in my interest to do so. So I don't mind doing it, but absolutely. But God, it was it, it it's been a rough year. This year's been a rough year, and I'm so excited for it to be over. Um, so many ends to this year, and so many new beginnings happening soon, which is exciting. Amazing. I guess you you talked about it's getting better. Is there anything specifically that you'd still like to see improvement on? Um, you know what? I don't want to. I guess I don't want to frame it like what can we all do as a community to help you. But like, if there's people who are like, you know, want to put trans people in a position where they they don't have to do all the labor, mm. um, you know, what what is there that we can improve on as a community? Um, my probably biggest grievance with the community is how Instagram and TikTok based we are. And I totally get it with the fact that there is the global pandemic and like they are very easy platforms, but I do think that has skewered a lot of our perception about the community and who is in it. But also on top of that, like, like we already know those, those platforms target deviant peoples um, that don't fit the social norm and make sure that they are not uh, seen. Like I know that in the past year I've had to stop using my, trans hashtags because I do not get the same reach for my content if I'm using trans hashtags oh my God. because Instagram actively makes sure that I'm, I'm not visible 
And so that's skewered our perception about who a roller skater is. Because if I'm to use Instagram or TikTok to disassemble what a roller skater is, and especially what a park skater is, um, I'm going to find some tiny, white, cis, gender, um, very like uh, normative looking girl. Um, and it is becoming a bit of a problem when it comes to um, not just like representation but also like trying to find people in the community that are trans and and it's just one of those things that like i don't think that can be changed until we're beyond those platforms um how it's done i don't know because it's got to be organic it's not something that can be forced um but it's something that needs to be recognized um that the community actively continues to participate in these efforts only because of the the way that the community engages with one another and that's, yeah, the platforms. And I think um, the roller skating community, when it was a bit smaller, there was a lot of efforts to be very gender diverse and, I don't know, to be not the norm of what sports are when they become really big. And sometimes I get a bit scared that as roller skating grows... Um, we're losing sometimes those values that we were fighting so much for. So I think it's really up to some of the bigger brands to, to make a very, um, aimed effort to maintain those values that we worked for and Mm -hmm. break all that stuff. Um, I think it can't be underestimated how important representation is and it's not the job of the individual. An individual can't drive representation. The brands have to drive representation because they have the audience and they have the platform. Um, So I totally agree with what you're saying and the values that are within the community, hopefully they are taken on by the brand so that the new members of the community learn about those values that have existed for a really long time. And when people that don't understand what our community is come in and, you know, try to do a gendered competition, (laughs) um, I don't know, stuff like that. It's really important for more established skaters to speak up and be like no that this is not what we do in our community mm-hmm. we need to keep on pushing yeah. for visibility of our of friends every, of everyone yeah, yeah, of yeah everyone. exactly our yeah. friends i think that's the important thing like yeah. it's not just visibility of like marginalized communities but the people that we care about like literally our friends so yeah. Um, I guess on that note, what what are some things that you would like to see for the future of the skate community? Like, what's your skate utopia look like? Oh, my skate utopia is just going from like event to event. Not like I I don't I don't care about competitions. I understand like having some fun competitions like we've had in the past at like Roller Fest or Goldie Grind, but like I I never want to see roller skating as like um, street league skateboard competitions or X, X games. Like, I just don't, I don't have, I don't have the drive to want to participate in that. Like I do enjoy watching him, but I don't have the personal drive to participate in that. I'd much rather be at an event that is much more catered to fostering community, um, activity. And this is what I mean by like, I would love to see the roller skate community more offline. Um, and it's hard to say that in this current, period because we've only just come out of lockdown and all of australia is not 
connected yet, um, let alone like Australia to the rest of the world. Um, so online it is for now, but um, in saying that also like, yeah, I would love to see bigger um, brands being a lot more adamant about our history of skating. And like we, we are seeing bits and pieces of it. Um, but again, it can be better. It can be better. Like, like, I don't know how many times I've had some random later being like, why do roller skaters love dancing so much? And it's just like, that's how history, that's where <laughs> roller skating comes from. Like it's, it's intrinsic. And to remove it from that, like means that we remove a whole class of people that have like fostered that. Like if it weren't for like, like roller skating wouldn't exist to, to today if it wasn't for the um, black American community. Um, and, 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 uh, what's it called? Uh, rinks. Like these are things that we need to make sure that we remember. We need to remember that roller skating is inclusive and everyone can do it. And it's not about being the best. It's about, it's about your, like your drive to want to just roller skate. Like what that means is individual. And that also means that like somebody can go to the park and just, Uh, skate park and do more artistic style stuff somebody can just do aerial stuff somebody's just going to do grinds all day on a ledge and that's okay and that's that's more than perfect because as long as you're not a weirdo being like oh i'm not going to associate with those people over there like that's that's all i want is just people wanting to hang out and roller skate it's the fun of it yeah yeah yeah, I would love to see more events happening next year too. I hope that yeah. I hope that we can make it happen and and get the fan back together. <laughs> yeah, like get everyone. Yeah. It's been a while. Like I feel that too. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Well, I think that was a very beautiful ending for this interview. Yeah. <laughs> I <totally>. nearly cried. <laughs> I know. I was getting choked up too. I was like, yeah, that was that was really nice and and I think really encapsulates well like what so many people are feeling right now. We're like so excited about this growth, but we're so nervous yeah. as well. Like we're just like holding on tightly to something we love yeah. so much. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's in safe hands. I feel yeah. like I think that the community is in safe hands. I honestly think it's in safe hands too. Yeah, I think it's in safe hands. Um, the generation after us, they just look so adamantly engaged with the idea of roller skating and as long as we help foster their engagement and their ability to roller skate i think i think there's a really great bright future um, for amazing thank you so much for joining us top thank you so much for <laughs> dropping in <laughs> you. <laughs> you were <laughs> you were a dream first guest and You're welcome. Um, yeah i i can't wait to skate with you again i'll be back soon and yep. yeah it's so good yeah we'll see, see you very soon. soon bye bye see you guys bye love ya see ya love you guys bye Drop-In Podcast is a Chuff Skates production hosted by Sugu Valbuena Sanchez and me, Samantha Trahan. This podcast is recorded and edited on Aboriginal land. Always was, always will be. The opening track features samples from Dr. Timothy Leary's 1967 song, Turn On, Tune In, Drop Out, and a 1966 interview between Merv Griffin and Dr. Leary. Thank you to our guests for dropping in to talk about all things roller skating and to you for listening. If you'd like to be notified of new episodes, follow at Chuff Skates on Instagram and subscribe to Drop In Podcast on Spotify. And we-
we're oh. both saying um too much. I noticed I was doing it. Okay, I think cool. we're both doing it. All right. We'll try slightly less ums. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of need a wee. You probably have time. If Tov comes, I'll just say, Sumi's just peeing. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not a giant poo. <laughs> She won't be long. <laughs>